do you do? My name is Rusty Humphreys. She is Dr. Nisha Jackson, and this is the Nisha Jackson. Nisha Jackson show. I always like the waves. Hi. Were you like a, a, a homecoming princess, or did you do the float thing? <laughs> I always wish that I was. You never did that? I didn't make it. I, I'm, too, I'm too clumsy, I guess. I probably would have tripped over everything. I would have voted for you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay, so we are in the midst of a part two. We're getting, we're, we're doing a lot of part two shows. I don't know if you knew that. Well, there's just so much to say. I, this could be like an eight part show. Well, I'm, I, I'm so passionate about insulin and glucose and diabetes. I'm so passionate about helping people re- prevent it because it's a hundred percent preventable. Type two diabetes. Well, and and it's funny that you bring it up because I I have it and I remember. When things got weird, uh, I was in Africa and <laughs> I, man, I didn't feel good coming back. And I remember, I even think it was you. I, I said, uh, man, I'm back from Africa. I don't, I don't feel so good. Mm-hmm. Um, did you take your malaria pills? Now, I didn't take no malaria pills, but I, I, <laughs> something, doesn't, something doesn't feel right. And so we did the test. And it's like, I think you're diabetic. Oh, come on. I'm not diabetic. I just had a big lunch. <laughs> so we did it again. And by the way, man, was I thirsty. I was drinking all this water. And, and what was even better was orange juice. I had to keep drinking this stuff. And, Good for you. Sure. And, and then I found out and and um, things have kind of changed. Is that pretty typical? You don't even know until one day something's just not right. Right. No, it is kind of, it is relatively silent and that's why I I'm I, I think it's so important to talk about prevention because unless you're thinking about all the damage that's being done, you just don't think about it. You just kind of do your thing. You're just, you know, you're you're not living a very healthy lifestyle and the damage is being done and then you wake up one day and 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 you have high insulin, out of control glucose and the damage, again, the damage is already being done. And uh, sometimes the damage, depending on how long it's, 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 it's being, you know, it's, 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 it's happened, will determine how much you can reverse. Okay, you're talking about but, damage being done. Like what kind of damage is being done, especially when you don't feel it or you don't know? I can, we can right. talk a little bit later about my stepdad. But right now, if you've got something or you're pre, yes. well, what is it doing? Yes, well, there are four different types of diabetes, really five that I want to talk about. We have type 1 diabetes, which is really just a severe autoimmune disorder. The type 1 diabetes is mostly young people, um, otherwise healthy individuals, but they have an autoimmune disorder. We never used to think the type 1 diabetes was autoimmune, uh, but it, it, it is autoimmune. And then we have type 2 diabetes, which is a subgroup of one, and that's a severe insulin resistance diabetes. It's SIDD. And then we have type 2 diabetes, which is also a subgroup number two, and that's severe insulin resistance diabetes. Um, And then we have type 2 diabetes, which is a subgroup three, and that's more related to the the, the most common type of diabetes today. It's usually usually obesity-related, moderately overweight to obesity. (laughs) <laughs> moderately overweight to moderate. obese. Um, and, um, and, and often they're showing some, uh, mild symptoms and then type two subgroup four is mild 
age-related diabetes. So none of this is really that important. Your doctor can give you a diagnosis, but what's more important is what's happening in your body when you develop insulin resistance, which then is progressing to some type of diabetes because you're not paying attention to what you're doing. Until I, I'm raising late. my hand. Does, does t the different diabetes affect your body in different ways? Does type one do something different than type two? Or once you get it, it's kind of the same thing. No, there are, there, there are many different types and some much more serious than others. But the one that I'm really talking about today is type two diabetes. It's related to escalating glucose levels, blood sugar levels, and insulin resistance. So insulin resistance, again, uh, very simple terms. You eat sugar or starches, something that's spiking your glucose level because you're not paying attention to your healthy diet that you're supposed to be adhering to. And so when your glucose level goes up, your pancreas has to release insulin to help control the blood sugar level. So if your pancreas never released insulin, Rusty, then your glucose would be sky high and you would have diabetes. So for many, many years, what happens is your pancreas works really hard to produce insulin to try to keep up with all the junk that you're eating, the, the, the foods that are sugar laden or starch laden, and uh, your body's producing too much insulin in the presence of the food that you're eating. Okay. And, you're, and people are just mindless eating. It's like, oh, it's almost like they're unconscious eating. It's like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll eat less tomorrow, but I'm going to have all this sugar today. And they don't really realize that they're doing damage to their body. And it's not just fat guys either. Um, my, step, oh. my stepdad, great guy, and one of these guys has unbelievable willpower. I mean, back in the 70s, you know what? I've been smoking every day. I think I'm going to quit. And still has the pack of cigarettes. Like, never did it again. I mean, unbelievable. However, was hooked on Coke, Coca-Cola, yes. and and um, Hershey's Kisses every night, watch TV, and just popping those babies, right? Yeah. Next thing he knows, he's diabetic, and now, and don't tell anybody I told you because he's really, you know, doesn't like this, but he had a toe cut off about a month ago, and now they're saying they want to cut four more. Yes. And he's not doing well. He just turned 80 last or yesterday. Well, so there is, that's bad, you, know. you know, mostly type two diabetes is related to people that have gained weight. They're moderately overweight to obese. And he's a thin but, guy, but it can happen to thin people. There's a lot of thin people who are terribly unhealthy. So it, 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 it typically people who are eating really well, unless they have an autoimmune disorder, typically are not the ones that are, you know, the, the people that are eating very well. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about controlling their carbohydrates, the, the bad carbs and controlling their glucose level by, by controlling the sugar in their diet. Most people are not, those people are not going to get diabetes most likely because it is controllable. It's a hundred percent preventable, but there are a lot of skinny people out there that have a terrible diet. They're just not eating enough to actually gain weight. So anyway, here, here are the tests that can be done to determine if you have insulin resistance, which is the sort of the beginning to the end, right? Okay. I, I bet so, a lot of people are going, uh, am I on this list? Okay, what do you got there, doc? Okay. So fasting glucose test, that's, that's a really common test. You know, we've done it forever. Generally speaking, a fasting glucose level below 100 is acceptable, it suggests that maybe you're not insulin resistant, although you still could be. 
but typically when it starts to be uh, between 100 and 125 is really that sort of that pre-diabetic state that you have to be thinking about. So if somebody wants to check that, I'm, I'm sure we all pretty much have friends that have diabetes now, right? You say, hey, can right. I borrow one of those strips? And they're going to go, no, they're really expensive. But you talk right. them into it and then just do one little thing. And, and that is that is that accurate enough to give you an idea to go to the doctor or not? It is. But again, I just want to impress upon everyone. This is controllable. You And I'm going to give you some tips on how you can start getting this back in check today. Today, like at your next meal. Okay, awesome. Uh, because this is controllable. You don't I mean, getting a diagnosis is important. Getting an evaluation is important. That's why I'm telling you what tests that you can have. But what's more important is that this is preventable and you can start right with your next meal. So the next the next test is hemoglobin A1C, which is really just, Rusty, an evaluation of your blood glucose over time. So there's a number associated with it. If, if it gets between 5.7 and 6.4, that's sort of a pre-diabetes danger zone. Okay, I got another question on that. Okay, yeah. and then I'm sorry, you're probably going to quit asking me damn questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and that is, how do you know over time? It's not like I'm taking an A1C test in January and then I'm taking uh, a test in March and then it puts it together, right? I mean, how right. does that one test know over That's time? It's just it's just the nature of the test, and it's actually a very helpful test because if you put that test with your fasting glucose level, with your fasting insulin level, you can get a pretty good picture of how insulin resistant that patient is. Okay, okay. But again, you can do the simple test that we talked about at the last show. It's just grab your belly, lift up your shirt, and grab your belly. And if you can grab more than two inches of fat around your belly, you probably are on the road to insulin resistance, Okay. Uh, simple test, but hemoglobin A1C, if it starts getting close to 5.5 or higher, you're already on the road to insulin resistance and a pre-diabetic state. You can also do a fasting insulin level. Now, I like it to be less than five, but acceptable would be less than eight. But once, once, once it starts getting above eight, nine, ten, I've I've tested people, Rusty, that have come back over a hundred. Ew. So that's not good. Okay. That means that, that your body is insensitive to insulin and your, your pancreas is having to work too hard to produce too much insulin in the presence of all the junk you're eating because you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention to what's going in your mouth. Your, your, food, your food will either heal you or it will hurt you. And you have to pay attention. Do not be blind when you're eating Pay attention and think about damage that's being done to your body. Is the food really that important? Really? Heal or hurt you? That's that's yep. a, that's a pretty strong statement. Heal you or hurt you. That's that's what our food our food is meant to keep us healthy. It's not meant to be a pastime or or, or something that we use when we're sad or we're stressed. It's meant to really heal our body. That's that it's nourishment. It's meant to be mm. nourishment. Okay. It's not it's not meant to be something that um, that is just for our pleasure. Food is not for pleasure, even though it's I love food. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really meant to heal your body, and we can use it in that way and still enjoy it. Enjoy it also. So some of the things that I want to talk about. Um, we've talked about the types of tests that you can have and and what you're looking for, but some of the things that you can do that would be really really helpful. Well, first of all, before I get into some tips on what you can do 
the, to, to reverse insulin resistance and reverse uh, pre-diabetes is um, I want you to know that uh, the progression of obesity or being overweight and not paying attention to your diet and having your blood sugar go up and thus your insulin go up is people often will then also have associated illnesses with prediabetes and one of them is fatty liver. And fatty liver often goes hand in hand with a pre-diabetic state. So now you have now you have the perfect storm, right? Because when you're when you have fatty liver, your fat your liver is your master detoxification organ. So when you're not detoxifying the toxins that are coming into your body and you have a little bit of what I call liver sludge, it's going to put you at a higher risk for coronary artery disease and inflammation. Can you put your fatty liver on a diet? Can your liver get less fat? Okay, good. Yes. You can take X. We we have a supplement in our office called Liver C, and it it is really the best supplement, I believe, on the market to help give your liver what it needs to help reverse fatty liver and improve your liver enzymes. But the most important thing is that it also helps with weight loss, fat loss. It helps control your blood sugar, and it helps with the detoxification of toxins in your system. So atherosclerosis, heart disease is one of the unfortunate things that happens with diabetes. The two go hand in hand. Uh, metabolic syndrome is kind of the, the known syndrome that we have, uh, that we diagnose patients with when they start getting signs of heart disease and signs of fatty liver and signs of escalation of their cholesterol. And, and uh, they, they, they start kind of going down the track of their whole body becomes unhealthy. And that's, that's when it's time to pay, well, it's actually time to pay attention way before that. But I'm just telling you the severity of just not eating well can lead to all of these things. It doesn't have to be in your family. It just has to be in your mouth. Okay. Cause so, that, that, yeah, so anybody is, is pretty much anybody eating bad can be predisposed, I cannot say it right, but predisposed to be yes. diabetic. Anybody. Yes. My parents absolutely. weren't diabetic, but I could right. still become. Right. And Mm -hmm. what's different today, Rusty, than I believe that it's ever been in the past, certainly this generation, is our kids uh, are are the pregnant women today are even eating bad when they're pregnant. Not like what when I was pregnant. I mean, even back then, back in the day, um, I think women were eating a little bit better. Now women are really not, not, I'm, I'm not generalizing. I don't want to generalize, but maybe not paying attention as much to their diet as they should. It's almost like a free for all when they're pregnant. I'm now, pregnant. So I can eat anything. I'm eating for two. I'm supposed exactly. to gain weight. So and give now, me the Twinkies and the cap crunch and the count chocula <laughs> in one bowl. No. Don't now we know we can pass that right on in utero. So our kids are coming out with insulin, insulin issues and, and they're starting out very young. So now we have a whole generation of kids that have uh, pre-diabetes and insulin resistance. So this is a huge, huge problem today that we didn't used to see in the past. So it's very important to start paying attention to what's going in our mouth. 50% of our diet should be vegetables, 50%. And there's many, many other things that you can do. I know we don't have time to go through all of them, uh, but 50% being vegetables. Are if there you, any vegetables you like better than others? Does that make a difference? Uh, 
you know, I don't want to get into the technicalities of vegetables. Certainly starchy vegetables are as not as good as green leafy vegetables, but colorful vegetables and just getting their fiber content up slows the release of sugar into the body. So just think about your plate, have a little bit of uh, lean protein, have a big portion of vegetables. And if you're going to have a starch like a brown rice or a small potato, make it a very small amount, like almost like less than um, like a half a deck of cards, like just a small amount on your plate rather than a huge bowl of pasta and then wonder why you don't feel good afterwards or wonder why your glucose is escalating. So, or wondering why you're storing so much fat around the middle part of your body. Start paying attention to what's going in your body. Try to keep your sugar intake less than 25 grams a day, which I'm going to tell you is very hard to do. Is, oh, especially because of today's diet, sugar's in everything, right? I'm, Whether I'm you like about, it or not. I'm talking about added sugar. So start reading labels and see how much sugar you're taking in because most people are completely ODing 200, 300, 400 milligrams of sugar a day. It's terrible. And and by the way, if you did not hear the sugar show, the two sugar shows that we did, that Nisha did, you want to go and find those here on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or YouTube. They are fascinating. The the things that she's talking about, sugar, uh, you know, the one line in there that I'll never forget, sugar's a lie. Sugar's alive. Was really, it's like, whoa, okay, wow. Uh, so that's a, a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's very deceptive. So increasing your fiber, reducing your net carbs, reducing your total amount of sugar, starchy, processed carbohydrates, and trying to get less than 25 or 20, not more than 25 grams of sugar a day are just some things you could start with to help control your body's progression towards insulin resistance, which is storing too much fat around the middle part of your body and this pre-diabetic state that we're trying to get you to avoid. Any supplements or anything that you would suggest that would help those things? There's so many supplements I could talk about. We're going to have to do another show on supplements, chromium, glutamate. There's so many supplements that that we could talk about, but we'll, we'll save that for another show. The most important supplement you can start eating is good food. Okay. Colorful, beautiful, high fiber food. All right. Uh, she's this is Jackson. By the way, if you haven't checked out her book, you really should. It's called Brilliant Burnout. How successful driven women can stay in the game by rewiring their bodies, their brains, and their hormones. Also, uh, Dr. Nisha, you got a great clinic. Where's that at? They're all over the place. Yes. Yes, we have them mostly in Oregon, throughout Oregon. We do a lot of online consults. So if you're really wanting to know where you're at, uh, we can we can do we can consult with you and get your blood evaluated and see where you're at. Um, but most importantly, there's lots of information online. You can go to my website, nishajackson.com. Please do that. You will be very glad you did. Also, subscribe to this podcast, would you? Apple Podcasts, it's right there on your phone if you got an Apple phone or Google Podcasts. Google's really trying to push the podcast thing, and uh, we sure appreciate you helping us. So subscribe, whether it's Google. Google, Google, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> or any of those places. We appreciate you. We got more shows coming. Don't want to miss them. NishaJackson.com is another place to go check them out. I'm Rusty Henry. She is Dr. Nisha Jackson, and this is The Nisha Jackson Show. <laughs>